0: Exciting news! Yes! It is launch week around these parts. So, our Wayman Limited Unboring Coaching Program is now open for enrollment. If you are a digital creator who's looking to add more predictability, more profit, and more peace into your business, our Wayman Limited Program is here to help you.
1: Through our monthly unboring coaching sessions, we'll remove the overwhelm of growing your business and give you specific marketing tactics to focus on each month so you can grow but at a sustainable pace. Because we're all about Slow growth around here. We take a slow and steady approach to running a calm business so you can reach your business goals without sacrificing your well-being.
0: By the way, also included in Wame Unlimited is a lifetime account to our core software Tea Tree, which is the most customizable and brandable course platform on the market.
1: You also get access to a member favorite group accountability system we call Wayme of Stones. That's Please right. don't sue us, Game of Thrones, <laughs> where we blend fun and action taking together in our weekly Wayme Slack community through doing some accountability, and sharing our goals, getting our tasks done every single week. That's
0: right. If you are interested in joining Women Unlimited, head to wanderingaimfully.com slash join to learn more and get all the details. And just as a reminder, the doors will be open until March 26th. Welcome to What Is It All For? A podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show.
1: And I'm here too. <laughs> well, hello and welcome to our podcast The last episode episode of 2023 for us. Can you believe? Wow. 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 Uh, We will be taking a break from the podcast until January. So as of recording this episode, I think this goes up on November 16th, I believe.
0: I think that sounds right.
1: And uh, we will be taking off of the podcast. We are doing some traveling. We're going back to the U.S. for three weeks. Our first
0: time back since a year ago.
1: Didn't want to pack all the podcast gear with us and think about that. And then when we get back it's getting into December, which is when we normally take off. So it just made sense that we're going to take a break from the podcast and maybe a little bit early. And we hope you all will not miss us too much.
0: Too much, but just enough. Yeah. Enough is the key word of this episode. Oh wow. Miss us just enough that when we return in January, mm-hmm. you will see our little episode pop up in your feed Yeah, and you'll be like, yeah. what are those zooks doing?
1: May- maybe it'll have different podcast art.
0: You always do this.
1: I'm just saying maybe. I can say yeah, maybe. I, okay. I Literally can agree any with maybe. Time, I could, you know, six months ago, I could have said maybe.
0: Maybe it will. That's not saying anything. But you know what? Maybe it won't.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Anything's possible maybe, when you put your mind to it.
0: Maybe is such a beautiful word.
1: That's what I mean. I love like it. Like you started to get like a little bit like, I oh, heard. what are you saying? But then I'm like, it's just maybe. Well,
0: because who does the podcast art, Jason?
1: I mean, I could do it if you want.
0: <laughs> maybe you could. I will
1: bust open Photoshop. I will, Photoshop. I will create a rectangle. I'll choose a color drop a couple of photos of us in there. I'll pick impact font. <laughs> I'll create a rectangle. Yeah, I'll just use a little rectangle tool and then I can <laughs> size it up and down easily and then it doesn't get pixelated, you know? Hey, at least I'm not making marquee boxes anymore and filling that with a color. Jeez. So, <laughs> to make a rectangle? Big steps. Babe. Big steps. If you guys need Photoshop tips, send us an email. Anyway, uh, let's get into this episode. Uh, we have kind of danced around this topic in multiple episodes of the podcast. We felt like let's do a a full one, especially this time of year. I think it's helpful to chat about.
0: Yes. And the topic of this episode, as you saw from the title is the idea of enough. And we, this is one of those topics that I think I thought we did a dedicated episode because we talk about it so much. We talk about it inside of our coaching sessions. We talk about it in conversations with each other. We talk about it with friends, like It definitely is a concept that permeates just about everything we do in our life and business, but we realize that maybe we don't have (laughs) enough Mm. episodes fully dedicated to the topic. So that is what we're gonna try to do today. And really what we wanted to tackle was what does it mean to have an enough mindset in business and life? And how does that actually show up specifically speaking? Like how do you practice this notion of contentment and how do you square that with the paradox of also wanting to grow and change? Um, and and how do we think about that specifically? Yeah. And I want to give a shout out to my friend, Nicole, mm. who is always sending me voice notes about our podcast episodes and uh, is always a wonderful wealth of podcast uh, topic ideas. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's great. Uh, also, we didn't write it in the notes, but I was just thinking back to um, when do you think the enough numbers started for us? Because I have an idea of when I think it started, but mm. then... I don't know when it actually officially started between us.
0: I don't, I can't think of a moment. What I definitely, I think it, if I had to guess, put a finger on it, I think it was when we came together to form Wandering Aimfully and we sat down as we always do and said, what is our goal with this? What are we trying to accomplish? Yeah. And I think that's when we realized that a lot of these financial goals are arbitrary. And I think that's where you brought a bit of your experience with your first business, I Wear Your Shirt, and yeah. saying, I wanted to make a million dollars. I realized that doesn't even mean anything to my life.
1: Exactly. Is so that where you thought? For me, it was 2013. Yeah. It was when I finally shut that business down. And my entire goal, that entire five years of running that business was, can, I, can this business make a million dollars per year? Right. And it never did. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling like a complete failure. And then I just had this moment where after I recovered from the fallout of that business and and everything that went along with my identity with that business being like this is really dumb this this was such an arbitrary goal like I picked this goal because society says a million dollars is cool and it's a money an amount of money that you, you should make you wanted
0: the rubber stamp that said successful
1: exactly and and all it got me trying to reach that number that arbitrary number that didn't even have anything That I sought out from my life that I broke down and said, you know, I want a million dollars because of X. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna put this much here and this much here and do this. It was like, no, I just want this number. I just want the number. And in chasing that number, all it did was stress me out. Yeah. Because it was such a big number and it was so hard to reach. And so I think for us, when we got to 2018 and we started building Wandering Game Fleet together, we both sat down and, you know, for five years, we had kind of been making. You know, a certain amount of money, but we had never kind of talked about goals, you know, Mm -hmm. specific financial goals of money. And I was probably just like rallying against them because I had spent five years trying to hit a goal that I never did. And I was like, well, screw goals, they don't work. Mm -hmm. And then we came back around, we're like, okay, well, let's look at this differently. Like, what would every part of our life and business uh you know expenses look like? And then what would that number add up to? If we just said like what would what would a good enough life look like? Let's get through those numbers. Yeah, and And we'll talk about that
0: in this episode of for you listening, how do you actually define your own enough number. And before we get into the meat of the episode, I think an important caveat to, to wrap this entire conversation in, in is this idea that everyone's version of enough is going to look different. Mm-hmm. And we only share this concept as a means of something that has been very valuable in our lives, something that has helped us, we really think, enjoy life more and kind of like live from a place of more abundance and not so much in the financial scarcity mindset that I think to some degree we both grew up with. And so I think a lot of people are like wanting that. So this is one avenue to maybe try to cultivate that more in your life. But what this episode is not is like how you should live, how you should make decisions, how you should or should not spend your money. That is not what we're interested in. Um, As always, we are here on this podcast to introduce some ideas that maybe run you know, counterculture to the main narrative of business, which is what Jason was describing, which is often this arbitrary pursuit of, you know, we see startup stories and all the time it's hockey stick growth and it's always growth for growth's sake. And it's always the cover of Forbes and, you know, 300 million and 500, and it's just this narrative is always what I call this high score mentality where it's just the game of it, right? Yeah. And that's fine. Some people play business just for that high score game. But I think we've also seen a lot of stories where when you do play that game, you run the risk of it's like, what do you, what does that cost you mm-hmm. for playing that high score type of business game? And what it a lot of times costs you is your health, your free time, your family, your uh, sanity, mental health, yeah. your sanity. And so we like to be here on this podcast, introducing different concepts for people who want to live a more balanced way, who want to run a business with a more, uh, an emphasis on you know, working to live, not the other way around. And so this enough mindset is one thing that has defined that for us. So yeah. that's well, what we're gonna get into. Uh,
1: we're definitely gonna get into some more about the the financial number, but a couple of things that I wrote down that I wanna talk about with just using an enough mindset for life decisions. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's very practical and easy when it comes to the financial part to like, Find some things because you you can look at like actual data in your life, but some of these like enough mindset decisions for just like what's going on in your day-to-day life can be a little bit more nebulous and more mm-hmm. difficult. And and it's it's very much, I think the enough mindset is helpful to push back against the keeping up with the Joneses. Because right. I think so much of our society is set up for, especially you know, coming from the US, and now we don't live in the US anymore, but like you still see all the um, incredible capitalist forward ideas and things and like things that are for sale and new things that pop up. And it's just like, oh, I think I need to have that. I think I need to have that. And yeah. and I think that so much of that, you know, to a degree, like it's very hard to not buy things. It's very hard to mm-hmm. not get caught up going, well, I guess I need a bigger house totally. and I guess I need that new car. And, and so I think for us, what we really started to do was just sit down and at every big decision that we would come up against in life, is to try and just define, okay, well, but like, what would good enough be? Because yeah. the there's always gonna be an opportunity to speed up the hedonic treadmill of life and like get more out of life. Mm-hmm. But in having some things predetermined, you can know, okay, well, I'm confronted with the decision and I feel like I should, I should buy this thing or I should do this experience or whatever, but like, do I really need to?
0: Yeah, and I think what I'm hearing you say in that, which I've never articulated before, But when you talk about some of these like buying decisions or things like that, it's recognizing that new is not a good enough reason to buy something. Right. And so it's about digging deeper into your own personal um, values and really interrogating and evaluating your desires to make sure that they are true and not just manufactured by capitalism. Right. Can I That's st- not a rejection of capitalism yeah. for me because like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I don't want to buy things. That would yeah. be hypocritical, but it's about interrogating it to the d- degree that you can make sure that you're not just buying it for the sake of new.
1: Can I jump to my fourth bullet point here? Am I enough mindset for Absolutely. life decisions? Okay. I'd
0: love for you to jump to that.
1: Uh, I bake two to four loaves of sourdough a bread week, every single week. Mm-hmm. I bake a batch of cookies or a batch of cinnamon rolls every single week.
0: It's a carb-heavy household.
1: It is a, it is a you know, I'm living, I'm living carb to causa. carb. I'm carving to it. live. Yeah, I'm carving to live. And it would be like, I watch tons of recipe videos and, you know, New York Times has a great series on like different batches of cookies and every single one of those videos, what do you see in the video? A stand mixer, mm. KitchenAid stand mixer, whatever brand, it doesn't matter. But there's this device that people use in baking, like good bakers, professional bakers, right. bakers who are well known on the internet. And it's like, I'm constantly seeing it. And it's not like they're saying like, you have to buy this to do this, but it it, it is exactly that. It's the shiny thing. And I think about like, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but the bread that I make is delicious. It's delicious. The cookies and cinnamon rolls that I make are fantastic. Very good. And there's nothing in the having the KitchenAid stand mixer that would make any of those things any better. And if anything, it, it's actually just a distraction in figuring out like the least path of resistance to continue to do these things well and not add in something else that seems like I should have because other people have it. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is like such a stupid example, but I bring it up because it is one of the perfect enough mindset ways of thinking where you go, I'm already doing the thing Mm -hmm. in a way that I like and enjoy and like we both get value Mm -hmm. from. I don't need to spend 300, 400, $500, whatever it is on an extra thing because I'm seeing everybody else use it when they're making these things. So it's just like, it's one of these examples of like, it may sound stupid to some of you, but I think there's a big group of you listening that are probably like me where you're like, "Ah, but like the experience could be like a little bit better if I had this, couldn't it? You're like, yeah, but the experience is, already good enough and yeah. so I don't need to try and take it up one notch better right because society culture you know etc well, is because telling me here's that what I should. happens
0: too when you do that and again this is not like a um, everyone's gonna have their own desires and their own like spectrum of desires so maybe you are the person that's like no but the standing mixer really this brings me First deep all, joy I'm
1: not gonna let, I'm not gonna let you do that The stand mixer. It's not a standing mixer.
0: Is it because it has a stand?
1: Because it stands upright.
0: Well, that would mean that it's standing, wouldn't it?
1: No. Wouldn't that mean it's standing? Hey, hey, hey. You should
0: have said that it was for the stand. All
1: right, now I have to buy one because I just have to have one so (laughs) that I can show you. (laughs) Well,
0: this entire episode is scrapped. No, you might be the person, thank you so much for correcting me, that is, it's stand.
1: (laughs) This is a running joke in our house. Stand or stand? Are you
0: saying stand?
1: Stand? Yeah. Okay.
0: The stand mixer. Fine. If it, it's like you have to interrogate that for your own but what Jason is saying is I did interrogate it and I realized that this is not a necessary part to, you know, yeah. bring up the experience that much of a notch. And w- the point I was going to make is what happens is when you do sort of latch on to some of those things subconsciously when you go okay, well, baking it kind of like it kind of diminishes the experience at that point that is actually good enough because you go, well, it's not the experience with the stand mixer and suddenly an experience that was perfectly delightful now feels lacking. Right. And so I think practicing an enough mindset is shifting your mindset from what this experience is lacking to what this experience is full of. It's a, at its heart, it is a gratitude practice. It is a contentment practice and it takes, Exactly what the word sounds like it takes. It takes repetition of training your thoughts to recognize what you are abundant in versus what you are lacking.
1: Yeah. I just had three other examples for the enough mindset because the most, the majority of the rest of this episode is going to be about your enough number and you your know, business goals, your financial set. goals. Um, so, one I wanted to talk about was planning for vacations. So, mm-hmm. this was pre pandemic, was the last time we planned for vacations. Um, but I remember distinctly that, you know, we would sit down and we would talk about like, where do we want to go? And uh, what's our budget for the vacation? And you find yourself on like a hotel booking website or whatever. And you're like, Ooh, if I just go up like, you know, 100 a hundred bucks bit. more a night or 200 bucks more a night, like you get this. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's this classic example of like, there, there always seems to be a little bit more that you can get, mm-hmm. but when you actually interrogate and look at like, but like, look at what I'm looking at going to. Like, it is good enough. I'm going to be in a place that is tropical or whatever that feels the way I want it to feel. I am mm-hmm. uh, I feel like, you know, the incremental increase in value of whatever the next LUD, you know, option up is just not worth it. And we've seen this play out in spades, right? You, you, you book the place that's within your budget and you go and you say, I don't even think those other places exist. I'm just gonna be here and be present in where I am and what I'm doing. And I'm gonna enjoy every moment of this that I possibly can. And there's not a single vacation that we've ever taken where I know there was a better option mm-hmm. that wasn't that far, you know, much higher than our budget. But what we chose was good enough. Mm-hmm. And what we chose was uh, a worthwhile memory that we've created forever. And we didn't have to do X, Y, and Z higher than that. And And I think it's like, again, some of these are gonna be kind of silly examples where you're like, oh, well, you know, I only have X budget for a vacation, so I can only do X. It's like, yeah, but you can take a vacation and you can go somewhere and you can experience things. And so I think it's really important to define what enough is, uh, would look like for that specific experience because then it makes your decision-making very simple when you're looking at the hotel booking websites as an example.
0: Yeah. It reminds me, all of these examples are just reminding me how much that metaphor in my head. And I'll come back to this train metaphor later on in the episode, but, Enough, to me, is just applying the brakes in your own mind because our natural state is always going to be that hedonic treadmill. It's yeah. always going to be the more, more, more. We're literally wired for that. And so what an enough mindset does is it's these mental breaks that you apply to that natural state of not enoughness that you push back on that a little bit in your own mind so that you can find abundance and gratitude. Yeah, And so all the things that you just described, I think are concrete examples that, silly or not, I think are very helpful for people to attach to their brain. Oh, that is what enough actually looks like in our day-to-day lives. It is the stand mixer. It is the vacations. It is buying a car and you know, realizing that we didn't actually need a brand new car.
1: It would have been easier to buy the brand new car, exactly. to be honest. Like when we were looking at it and, but it would have also been $10,000 more money. Yeah. And and so we just kept talking about, we're like, but, but what is good enough? Like, yes, the new car is easier, it's newer, it's gonna be shinier, and it's gonna be fun to get that brand new car. But wouldn't it be better to save $10,000 and just get like a, a, an experience that's 85% as good and then we also have ten thousand extra dollars. Like that's a yeah. no brainer.
0: And here's what I also want to say about that because I think the car is a great example of that. I think when we say enough, sometimes people think bare necessities, right. and that's not what it means to us. Right. So in a like, if you define enough through just bare necessities, any car that runs and gets you from point A to point B would be enough, right? Yeah. But I think the way that we operate and use that term in our lives, it's about more than the bare necessities. Um, It's more of a break on the upper limit than it is a break on the lower limit, if that makes sense.
1: Exactly. Because if it were up to me, we would be driving a McLaren P1 everywhere. (laughs) You know, right. so we'd have like a $2 million car that we can't afford. Yeah, no, we close. need brakes
0: on the upper limit. And
1: then you would be like, a Toyota Corolla is fine. And yeah. be like, okay, but we got to meet in the middle, you know? Right, like,
0: but the point that I'm trying to make, yes, that that is exactly in the line of thought of what I was thinking. But I just wanted to really hit that point home because the, I just the point of this conversation is to talk about preventing us from growing for growth's sake or from mm-hmm. sliding into that hedonic treadmill. It's not to say that all of us should be it's not to say that all of us are bad people. If we want more than the bare necessity, I just don't think that's realistic.
1: No. And I I think, again, this, this goes back to what I was saying of like, when you live in kind of like a capitalist driven culture, it's very easy to be like, Hey, you, you need this. And Hey, Mm -hmm. you need this. And Hey, you need this. And it's like, I, I don't, I don't actually need any of those things, but my life would be a little bit better if I had X, because I've actually been driving the same car for 15 years. And like, cars have gotten safer, cars have gotten electric. Like now's the time to finally upgrade a car. Like that makes sense. But also I can buy a used version of that car. I don't have to buy a new version. So it's like, I think there's a lot of different steps in there too, where you realize that the, the kind of whatever your version of of enough is, it evolves over time, just like ours ours has. Totally.
0: And I think that, you know, there's something like a little bit insulting about people who have gotten to a place where they don't have to worry as much about money and they have financial resources to be able to make decisions to make their life more convenient or to make their life safer or to to give them more optionality. It's a little bit insulting to hear people then tell you, who might be struggling for every paycheck that, like, "Mm, you just probably shouldn't want all the things, right? I think it's why so many people rail against, like, the financial advice of when people who are making a bunch of money off of selling financial courses go, "Uh, don't have lattes. That's what people are railing against is, like, don't tell me that I can't want my joys in life when you are at a place where, you know, you have amass quite a few joys right so that's the the thing that I just want to caveat all of this with is enough is not about saying that you need to just only want for the bare minimum in life I want you to go out there and live a beautifully rich and satisfying life Lord knows we've gone after that but I do think in that same breath on that same token it's about recognizing when that pursuit is Enough.
1: Yeah. And and I think the really like helpful thing for everyone listening to this to hear is I think we have gotten past well, we have gotten past the place of first of all achieving our enough number, but we have also gotten past the place of the short-term squeeze for long-term ease. Right. And so we've talked about this in previous episodes before, but in 2013 to like 2015-16, we were in a short-term squeeze phase. So mean wh- and
0: what Jason means by that is budgeting, ext- like extreme budgeting, limiting ourselves on our spending so that we could get out of debt, putting all of our extra money towards looking debt. Looking at
1: where every single dollar that we had spent, which we still kind of do, but we were looking at it every single week. And so it was basically every single week going, hey, where can we save like, 20 bucks or a hundred bucks or what phone call can I make to a credit card company, a utilities company, you know, the cable company to try and save 20 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. And, and those are decisions that I think for those of you listening to this, who were like us, maybe in 2013, you're in debt. It feels like how could I ever have an enough number? Like I have debt. Like I, I can't, think that way and I think part of the the thing that we you know have talked about on this podcast many times and we have a full uh, debt payoff um, article you can check out at wanderinggamely.com slash debt that goes through our entire debt journey and how we paid off our debt which was over a hundred thousand dollars is that you do you do have to do some of the hard things and you do have to do some of the things that really aren't fun and that that's again the short-term squeeze for long-term ease there there might be a couple of years ahead where things feel like There's not a lot of abundance. There's not a lot of joy, but there are small things that you can plan for, right? Like I remember we still had like one movie per month that we would go to the movie theater and we didn't cut that out completely. It would have been easy to save that $40, but we're like, that's like a date night for Mm -hmm. us. That is something that we love and cherish. And like, we're still going to get the big popcorn. We're still going to get the M&Ms, but we can't do it every week. We can Mm -hmm. only do it once a month. And so you keep that joy in there. So I just wanted to share that because I think it is helpful. Like you said, it's easy to hear people talk about when they've gotten to a place like where we are, where we're out of debt. We've reached our enough number. We're trying to help share with you where we are now. But also it took us 10 years to get to where we are now in a very focused manner. And that that might be your journey and that's okay. And, And it's really just to look at, you know, it's very possible. It just might take longer than you want it to. And that's how it felt for us as well.
0: Definitely. And I think that's actually a good segue before we get too far into the episode, just to define a little bit more what we mean by this enough number and also what we don't talk about quite as often but there's kind of two target numbers is that it uh, is it my feet it's not your feet okay we should talk about your feet more though that's
1: what i was saying okay
0: <laughs> so inside of our program weight unlimited we talk about these two target numbers a lot the first one being what we call your number that's just mmm number and it stands for your monthly minimum magic number and it's mmm because it's delicious. Mm. And then your enough number. These are the two kind of financial targets. And the difference is that we define your mm number as the minimum that your business needs to make every month to cover your expenses. Both your business. I mean, if you're a solopreneur, your business expenses and your living expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, however you define that. And so when you're starting out in your business and you want to maybe go full time, that mm number You forget about an enough number. You just want to hit that mm number, right? I remember when I started Made Vibrant and I was making $1,000 a month in my design business, which was not enough to live on. I had not yet reached my mm number. And I was like, I don't even know what a rich and satisfying life looks like. I'm just out here trying to do this full time so this can be my job, right? And so that's kind of that first checkpoint that you are striving for. And I think it's important to note that because, you know, Like Jason was saying, we're out here talking about enough. We're out here talking about and we'll get into some of the things, some of the decisions that we make in our business because we come from a place of enough. And we a lot of those decisions have to do with leaving money on the table and uh, rest and like taking the month of December off. And you might be still You're trying to go for your number, not your enough number. And you might go, hey, I actually can't take time off because Mm -hmm. I'm not to the place where I'm thriving yet. I'm just surviving. And so there needs to be space in this conversation for that place in the journey as well. We hope you're still finding moments of rest. We hope you're still baking that into your business and moments of joy. But we recognize that if you're early on, you might have to do some of that hustling yep. and we hope you're not burning yourself out in the process, but I think it's important to note that you might just be in a different place, right?
1: Before we move on to yes. the enough number. So for those of you who might might be thinking like, okay, great, but like, how do I define this number? Like, what does it mean? The way that we kind of talk about it is like every. Bare minimum expense, so just like the expense to cover your rent, the expense to cover your bills, the expense to cover your groceries. It is not a lot of like frivolous things mm-hmm. like eating out, entertainment, that Shopping type of stuff. Budget. Shopping, all of that gets pushed aside. It is like the bare minimum. This is just like what you have to make to survive, and then throw in a little bit extra so that you have an emergency buffer. Yeah. So you know maybe that's saving a uh, hundred dollars a month, two hundred dollars a month, whatever feels right to you. But that number is the number that you basically say I can get by every month. It's not going to feel like I'm thriving, but it is going to feel like I can cover all my bills. So bills. So in the example of when you started made vibrant, $1,000 a month was not enough to hit your enough number, but it actually wasn't that much higher. It was like maybe $2,000 a mm month. Number. Your mm number, sorry. Okay. Yeah, so when you were making a 1,000 it was it was when you defined it, let's just say it was $2,000, so mm-hmm. you go, "Okay, great. I actually don't have to make as much as I thought. And this is what we hear all the time with wandering gameplay members who go through this exercise is they go, oh, I actually thought my baseline expenses were higher, but I didn't actually look at every single thing that I needed to pay for every single month right. because most of us don't because we're just not taught to do that. Right. Then you realize like, oh, it's actually, I need to make less with my business than I thought. If I just cut out a couple things and I'm a little bit more strict, that's awesome. That feels empowering because then you go, oh, I don't need to make, like in the May vibrant example, I don't need to make $5,000 a month. I just need to make two. I can, I can get there. That feels more doable.
0: Yes. And that's what that purpose of that first checkpoint, the number is the purpose of that is to make it more doable. And so that's why we kind of define that a little differently because we recognize how hard it is when you're getting your business started. So that's kind of your first checkpoint. Your next checkpoint is then your enough number and your enough number is above and beyond just the bare necessities. It's everything that we've already talked about in this episode. It's that that place in life where you you close your eyes and you imagine what would it feel like to live a beautifully rich and satisfying life? How much money would be enough every month to, you know, have the house that I want and have the child care help that I need and uh, be able to take care of my parents or um, go on those trips. Like, what is that number? And then break it down line by line. Yeah. And this is the important step there because going all the way back to the beginning, what Jason said, the reason we even set this up in the first place was because we were like, What even does a million dollars a year mean? Yeah, like again, that's just numbers. That's just high score. And and if you just say a million, when you hit a million, you're just going to want to hit two million. But if you say it's actually five hundred and forty three thousand a year, whatever that breaks down to by month, because I can pay, I can give money to these causes, I can go out to dinner this many times a month, I can save for my retirement this much, I can put this into like if you actually know line by line there's something deeper behind that number. And I think that actually makes it stickier and grippier in your, in our minds so that we aren't stuck playing the high score game where profit and, and revenue and the competition is the most important thing.
1: This is the other thing that we've heard from a bunch of Warner Games, the members who have gone through and done this exercise is they define the number and then they go, well, okay, but like, how do I set my enough number? And a lot of times we just say like, you know, multiply it by like three or four times, you know, that's just an example, mm multiply your mm number by three or four times, and then take that number and then break that number down. Mm -hmm. So how much would that increase what you could pay for, for wherever you live? Mm -hmm. How much would that increase what you could give to causes? How much would that increase what you can save? How much would that increase for, you know, childcare, Um, all the different places, and then look at all that and go, does that yeah. Does, yeah, does that feel like enough? And oh, maybe I need, you know, I'm only getting left with like $200 a month for a car. I've been living off of $200 a month for a car for 15 years. I That one I want to double or I want right. to triple, whatever.
0: And, and you I, might find the opposite sometimes you might go, okay, that, uh, that three to four times gives me X amount of travel year. We don't like to travel that and much. I, I think this let's also
1: like for us, like shopping is the easy one for, totally. for us that like, we've always had a line item in our budget for shopping. It was very small in 2013 and it has gone up. But then every year when we look at our shopping budget, we'll go back and look at the previous year and go, yeah, but we only spent like we $400. Never, right? yeah, so we it's like, never let's bring that one down. And does that, does that increase any other areas that need increasing? Or does it just actually bring our whole enough number down just a little bit? So I give you that as an example of someone listening to this episode who might be thinking, oh great, now I have a formula for how I could define my own enough number, how to break it down into a bunch of different categories, and then how to look at that and go, and this is what I've absolutely adored hearing from our members, is in the exact same way they said it about the number, they say it about the enough number, right. they go, this is way less than I thought I had to make.
0: Because also what you're really saying when you set your enough number is like, that's what rich would feel like to exactly. me. Exactly, and it's and so like, different I for everybody think a else. Rich life was gonna be actually that number.
1: And I remember, I remember early on in Wayne when we first started talking about this, there was a, a person who messaged us and she was a single mom and she was like, I went through this exercise and I thought I had to make $100,000 a year I only have to make $60,000 a year yeah. to like live an enough rich life for me and my kid. Yeah. And that in itself is so empowering because it removes the stress of then, well, now I have to triple my business income or quadruple or 10X or whatever. That's daunting. That's incredibly difficult. So I just, I give you some of these little uh, example exercises to think about when you're going through this, because it's been so helpful for so many people within Wayne that In recording this episode, I just, I hope many of you will write down these two numbers. I would love to hear from you if you want to send us an email. Hello at Wandering Aimfully. You don't have to tell me your numbers, but just let me know if just doing the exercise of breaking it down and actually seeing it for the first time ever written out, your number and your enough number, what did that feel like? Mm -hmm. Like, was that actually empowering? Because I know it has been for us. And every time that we've set an enough number and then when or if we hit it, we then review and change and we didn't review or change our enough number for two or three years after we hit it and then that's okay and then you go okay well now I have new goals which we'll talk about and now I'm going to make a new enough number and that's great so it's not like something you have to stick with whatever uh, you know which
0: we'll talk about later on in the episode is kind of this paradox of enough being this breaks system but it doesn't mean that you can never make more money and it doesn't mean that you have to subscribe to the same number for your entire life at least not for us yeah um we have a whole section on that because it's it's complex and i know it's a little bit confusing at first because you go well isn't the point to kind of cap yourself and that's not how we think about it we yeah. think about it as breaks not a cap um So, but before we move on, I wanted to talk about one mistake that I do think we made in setting our first enough number was we didn't contribute or we didn't think enough about the fact that our business expenses would scale. Well, we did think about it that our business expenses would scale as our revenue scaled, but we didn't know to what degree. So as it turns out, we so in our enough number, we were like, OK, well, if we're making X amount of revenue, then our, our business expenses will probably be $5,000 a month, right? Well, turns out our greatest marketing engine in our business is affiliates. Which we
1: didn't have on the plans. Which we didn't have on the plans when we made
0: the enough number. We had to experiment a lot to find this repeatable, sustainable engine and we pay out a very healthy commission. So our affiliates, you know, our affiliate cost is like, we could be making $40,000 a month in revenue, but it's $15,000 a month in expenses. So that's $25,000 in profit. So, you know, and that scales- very uh, linearly as Mm -hmm. the revenue scale. So that's something that you want to think about as well as when you're building out that enough number, make room for what the business expenses are going to be at that level. And
1: I think the mistake that we made was we set the enough number and then we never went back to tweak. Well, what does it actually look like as we added this new expense into our business, which yeah, is a big expense? Exactly. Um, if you want to read through our entire journey to enough, uh, I wrote about this at wanderingainfully.com slash 330. So that's 330 because our enough number was per month, Um, and you can read how we started at zero, absolutely nothing, on our revenue journey and then worked up over the course of three years to hit that number and then what it felt like when we actually hit that number and then, you know, kind of all the things along the way that reached different milestones throughout that journey. So that's all shared at wanderinginfocom slash 330 if you want to check it out.
0: Great. So now that we've talked a lot about how to establish your own enough number, let's just get even more granular about How does that specifically show up in our business like once we hit that number? So when we hit our enough number, which we did in late 2021, did we just magically never want for anything again? Or did we say no more way members? (laughs) We are never accepting new members ever again. I mean, we thought about it. We actually did have a conversation of like, do we just cap it now and do. But anyway, we'll get into the whole cap idea
1: yeah i i think uh two things i wanted to share about when we hit our enough number and uh, i think i included the video on that journey page so you can actually watch our reaction mm-hmm. but two things i wanted to share Do you
0: remember where we were yes i do Me too. uh
1: number one uh i remember when we hit that number we actually well three things now when we hit the number we actually didn't even realize it because we were just so in the weeds with business and things and whatever and like it, we had forgotten about it, but I think that's also the beautiful thing. Not because we'd forgotten about it because we were just like chasing money for money and we didn't pay attention. It was because it had given us the ease and peace of mind exactly. that we didn't have to think so much about trying to grow our revenue exponentially. Yep. It was, oh, we're just, we're inching toward this number and that number gives us the quality of life that we want. So that was the first thing. Yeah. The second thing was we were going through some pretty gnarly family drama yeah. at the time. And I think this was the like super relatable moment to share for all of you. It's likely that you'll hit your enough number and it will not be a perfectly sunny day when it just happens and you realize it and everything is great. Yeah, And that is exactly what happened for us. We were having a real shitty family drama situation And then we hit the number and it was like, well, this is a real dichotomy because on one hand, we're like stressed out and like worried about this thing. But on the other hand, we just hit this milestone that we were working out really, really hard for over the course of many years. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to celebrate. And I remember in that moment just being like, I don't know what to do with all these emotions. Yeah,
0: so many emotions, which I think is just how life is, right? It's, And I think that's also something, it points out something about this enough mindset that I hope is coming across in this whole episode is it's not the perfect answer to all of your money woes. Right. It's not the thing that's going to magically make you stop wanting stand mixers that you don't need. It's not the magical thing that's going to make you wake up one day and never have money pressure it's not a silver bullet, but what it is, is a framework that can help you bring more gratitude and abundance into your life. And so that's what it actually did for us. So if, if we're answering the question, you know, how did it change how we show up in our business? I think Jason actually pointed out it even leading up to, as we got close to it, it changed. And what it changed was we didn't feel like we had to push ourselves so hard.
1: That was my third thing. Oh, Okay. go ahead. Just that. So it removed this, like Urge to always be thinking about trying to make more money.
0: It changed the... I wrote down it changed the energy behind making money. And so it was not this like chase anymore. It was not this, um, this endless pursuit where you're being chased by all these money anxieties. It was a different type of energy that we could bring to making money, a much more generative energy, a much more coming from a place of abundance, coming from a place of enjoyment actually, um, because we had established that milestone in our brains and we had achieved it. And it's like we took this big collective like exhale of just being like, we're good. It doesn't mean we're never going to worry about money again. It doesn't mean that I feel like, completely secure. We all carry those money stories with us that I'm not sure will ever go away. Mm. Especially if you're someone who grew up in a household where money was extremely uh, fraught. fraught. I don't know if that'll ever go away because it's in our wiring, but you can change your relationship to it and you can change the way that it's no longer a tiger chasing you towards your business goals. I was just
1: going to say, it's funny that you mentioned the tiger chasing you because before we set an enough number, it felt like when we were just going after making money this like you're running at full speed to try and reach a target that doesn't exist well you're
0: okay just, i have to that's fine but before this is the train this is the train and i just can't well, allow you to just take this say, metaphor away can from i just
1: me. can i just finish this real quick yes, and then because it's a different metaphor that goes along with okay, your metaphor okay okay so imagine if you don't have an enough number set it feels like you're just being chased by a tiger. Yes. And it is, you're running as fast as you can. You're doing everything that you can. And it feels like you're never going to get away. And eventually you're just going to get caught by the tiger and you're not going to make enough money and whatever.
0: And, and that panic and anxiety lives with you 24 seven.
1: Exactly. But what changes when you, just when you set an enough number, that's like a realistic number based on your life and your journey, it feels like you're chase being chased by like a neighbor's cat. <laughs> because it's still, you're still working, right? Like you're still running and you're like looking back like, Hey man, like, come on, can we be done with this? You know? Yeah. And you're still going. But the good thing is that like, eventually you hit a place where you you outrun that cat and the cat gets tired and they give up. And like, that's, that honestly is like the relief that you feel where the tiger will never stop chasing you because it just you know an insurmountable amount of energy and you're going to get caught the
0: cat will get distracted by a laser pointer Cat's
1: going to get distracted and i i think that's truly if i could articulate what it felt like to switch from arbitrary financial goals just based on big numbers to a set enough goal for our lives and everything that we wanted that's the difference that it felt like for me
0: okay i do like that metaphor and
1: we're not even cat people and we're not well
0: we might be cat people now um, my metaphor that I wanted to share that this is how it shows up in my brain. And I'm glad there's two of us because some people might resonate more with the tiger metaphor. Some people might resonate more with, more with the train metaphor, whichever one you like, you you, you can make up your own metaphor, Pick your own metaphor. Um, we're might a very, be the
1: new name of this podcast. We're a
0: very choose your own metaphor kind of family. Exactly. Here. My metaphor that I always think about in describing this is this train. And so I think about the way that most people do business and it is this train. It's like a runaway train barreling down the tracks. We just watched what was the Mission Impossible movie we watched?
1: Dead Reckoning part one. Dead
0: Reckoning part one. The 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 brakes are broken and it is just barreling towards this train down the tracks, right? And that's where a lot of people I feel like operate from in business, especially like from big business people. They just, they don't even know where they're going. They just know that that train better be going as fast as possible, yeah. right? And similarly, if you're a small business owner and you do feel like you want to do this full time, and you do have all these money anxieties. You too might feel like that train needs to go full speed ahead because you you just all you know is that you can't be left without money, okay? To me, what an number does and what an enough number does is it gives you these train stops, these these stations along the tracks, a destination. And more specifically, the enough train stop, it gives you permission to put on the brakes, to fix those brakes and to go, "I'm going to slow this train down." to the point where I can at least enjoy the scenery, right? Like I can see what is the beauty that is outside of these train windows because when the train is moving so freaking fast, you're not even looking around to like enjoy the journey. You're just like, ah, I just gotta go as fast as possible. And so that's what it did for us. When we hit that number, it allowed us to slow down to the point where I could just freaking enjoy the ride. Yeah. And it doesn't mean the train stops. This is the whole thing about the cap. It doesn't mean that you don't ever make more money or you don't have goals, because I do think that there is something to the fact that we as human beings, we need purpose, mm-hmm. we need goals. And
1: uh, I mean, let's just be honest, like life gets more expensive, like as and time goes on. And life gets more expensive, like exactly, happens.
0: and it does happen. So the train doesn't stop, but I just slow it down enough to go, ah, oh, now it's going at like the perfect pace. Mm-hmm. I look around, I love this train. I love this the place we're at on this journey and it just gives me a different vibe and energy of my business journey.
1: Great, double, so, double metaphors for everyone to choose Whether
0: from. it's the tiger, whether it's the train, I hope that that helps kind of solidify in your mind the value of this mindset and so going back to what we were saying about how does this actually specifically show up in our business once that energy did change, the uh, the funny part, we didn't plan this at all, but we hit our number in late 2021. Mm-hmm. And then in 2022 is when we were traveling full time for a year. And I think we were actually probably under the illusion that we would work more when we were like, not more than usual, but I thought, I thought we would be able to work quite a bit when we were traveling, absolutely not.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there was a, a natural capacity, um, you know, ceiling that you hit yeah. and that I also hit that yep. I didn't realize for me either. Like I was like, huh, I'm gonna be in cafes and it's just gonna be great. And I'm gonna have my laptop and I'm gonna get all kinds of work done. When in essence, it's like, okay, we just got on that flight, we got to this Airbnb, there's something wrong with it, we had to get here, oh, our rental car didn't quite work out, oh, we got to go to the grocery store, and then like before you know like I have 47 minutes to be able to work today. And
0: maybe we would have worked more had we felt like that tiger was still chasing us, but it wasn't. But like, it
1: would have made the whole trip, I think, a lot more stressful. Exactly, yeah. and
0: so that is what the Enough Mindset allowed us to do is to basically coast for all of 2022 to have this once in a lifetime opportunity to see the world for a year. To, that to was, see
1: 10 countries in Europe.
0: Okay. But you know what I mean? Hey, what I mean. Just like, it's, we don't want to No, like, it's a good podcast. Is, here. It's a very limited view of the world. Let's exactly. just be honest, yeah. but to travel yeah. we'll say. Yeah. And, and you know, to basically just only show up for our members and deliver for them, but not do any outward marketing and our launches didn't do as well as others had in the yeah. past. And it was okay. It, yeah. was, it was more than okay because I looked at w- the life we were able to live and I thought, man, if we're able to keep our business going and to support our members while also living this beautiful life – that that's what an enough number does for you right Yeah,
1: and it's a testament to to the you know three years of work that we put in to identify the right audience identify the right offer to build systems and processes into our business and these were all things we didn't have in the beginning but by getting those things going and smooth before we went on this journey we could work less because we had more things working on our behalf that previous us did right and so i think for for many people listening to this like it's gonna take you years to hit your enough number, but had that be okay, because in that time, you're also building in all kinds of different processes, systems. You know, your offer is getting honed, your audience is getting uh, more trust built with you. And that gives you a lot of leverage that when you do hit your enough number, your train can slow down, the, you know, the cat you can stop running from for a little while. And, and it all makes like, I think everything a lot easier, which is how we felt last year yeah, for sure.
0: The biggest thing for me is an enough mindset gives you permission to say no. Yeah. Because for example, this year we had candidly higher financial goals by the end of the year, mainly because we want to save for a house.
1: Well, I think this is a perfect place to say you set one enough number yep, and then you hit that number. And then what do you do from there? And basically for like a year, we didn't do anything. We yep. just said, well, that was our number. We hit it. Like, let's not do anything drastic. Let's just live with the number that we had set. And then all of a sudden life changed for us, right? Like we moved to a different country. We decided, okay, well, I think we wanna buy a house here. We think we wanna buy a house here. Also, we have some family stuff where we think we're gonna need money for it down the road. Like that's an expense we didn't even see coming. So now we need to reevaluate that number.
0: Right, which I do have in the next section so we can talk about that. But before we move on, I wanna just going back to that permission to say no point. We had these goals this year to save up more for a down payment and we, um part of that was we were going to do too many launches in between our fall enrollment periods. And when it came time to do those launches, which we had planned for in January of this year, we said to ourselves, you know, we're in a place where we're enjoying living in Portugal. We really considered what would it look like to put these launches together, these mini launches. And we said, but you know what? We're making enough money. So it's like, if it means that it'll take longer to get to the down payment on the house. The
1: new enough goal. The
0: new enough goal. That is okay for us because we've already hit that that enough goal, right? And so that is to me the power of enough is it says you can make decisions where not everything in your plans is for the end result of profit and money.
1: Yeah, and I think even for us in 2019, when we had established our number and we had our enough number set and you had a year of dealing with anxiety, there were a lot of things we said no to in our business because it was easy for us to say, well, we can hit our number And we're not gonna hit our enough number as quickly as we want to, but your mental health is more important than hitting our enough number. So let's live off of our number for a little bit longer. And that became an okay thing to also use as a way to say no, that even if it's going between number and enough number, you still have the leverage if you're hitting your number to say, great, I'm not going to stress myself out. I'm not going to add more on my plate because there's a lot more going on in my life that I have to take care of. And if I just give myself another year to take it slow, that's okay too.
0: Yeah, and it's like when people email in during an enrollment period and they tell us they're not in a good financial place but they want to join Wayne, we're able to say, please don't join Wayne this this time around. Like we're able to turn that quote unquote, we're, we're able to quote unquote, leave that money on the table.
1: Yeah, we love leaving money on the table.
0: Because... I would never want that person to over leverage themselves and we can take summers off and we take December's off and we can make all of those decisions because we have now reached this place where we know we're good. Yeah, It doesn't mean we stop having goals, which again, we'll talk about in a second, but it allows you to confidently say no to things to save your mental health or protect your peace. And you can't do that if you're playing the high score version, the arbitrary version where it's just all about the scoreboard and it's all about, you know, Growth for growth's sake. If it's growth for growth's sake, you're always going to optimize for profit and growth's sake, which means that you're going to have to push out things like your mental health, your you know what you do to get there, even sometimes sacrificing some of your values and things like that.
1: Also, it's important to know too. Just because you hit your enough number doesn't mean you're not continuing to reinvest in your business. This year alone is a perfect example of we did two huge projects this year for our business. And one of them was one of the biggest expenses we ever had in redoing our entire members dashboard and area. And so I think you might be listening to this and thinking like, great, you hit your enough number. You can just coast, you don't do anything. That's not what we've done. Like we hit our enough number and now we're like, well, great, we still want to invest in our business. We want to make things better. We want the whole experience for our users to feel awesome. Yeah. So we're going to continue to reinvest in that. And
0: we get it like this is by nature paradoxical. So we did an entire episode earlier this year called The Satisfied Striving Paradox all about this concept, which is it's so hard to hold two of these sort of seemingly opposing truths at at one time, which is enough is a framework that allows you to feel content and satisfied and uh, to make decisions that say, I'm not going to try to push it in order to, you know, eke out more from my business right and in that same breath you can say but I'm also a person and I want to grow and I want to evolve my business and I want to continue to get better and so how do you hold those truths and, and there are th- more things that I do want as I get older in life and like how do you hold those two opposing truths at one time and the answer is just you do you mm-hmm. manage those two things like you employ the the two mindsets in balance with one another in a way that feels like they are acting together to create equilibrium in your business. And that's how we like to think about it is this equilibrium idea. So to us, meeting your enough goal doesn't mean that you stop wanting things or it doesn't mean that you stop having goals in your business or you stop making money. So it's not like a cap on the money that we make. It's a way to signal to our brain what contentment feels like. Exactly. And And to operate from that place. And
1: it just it it makes life so much less stressful and it makes decision making so much easier because you have these parameters that you've set for yourself specifically. And I think that's the thing I always come back to whenever I think about our enough number is it's just, it's, it's for us. It is for our specific unique way that we want to live life. And everybody listening to this podcast has a different enough number what doesn't matter for the majority of you listening to this is making six or seven figures in your business. Yeah, It really doesn't because when you boil it down for your specific life, where you live, for what you care about, it is probably a lot less than you think you've just never defined it because you've just said, well, these big numbers seem great. And people that are like fancier than I am are talking about them. So like, I want to be fancy too. So I want to hit these numbers.
0: Yeah. And I think it's what it really boils down to for me is intention. It doesn't mean you can't grow, but what is the intention behind the growth, yeah. right? And so going back to what we were saying about our enough number has changed slightly because we do want a house and we, you know, are coming up on the chapter of our life where we will have kids and our parents will be aging. And those take different levels of financial, um, I don't even want to say responsibility. I know that is the word, but but above responsibility, like financial resources to make those experiences the way that we want them to be, um, that that requires different, a different enough goal and mm-hmm. we don't beat ourselves up about that but it's just about the intention right like it's not about just moving the goal post for the sake of moving the goal post but why am i moving the goal post i just listed out the reasons yeah. cool as long as we know the reasons behind why we are moving the goal post that's uh, that's enough for us
1: exactly and i think that when we sat down to kind of redo our enough number this year uh, or the end of last year whenever we did it 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 was with all these new things in mind that we didn't know about. And so I think that's why this is a really good practice for like every single year whenever you're doing your yearly like recap and goals and looking forward. Uh, It's just good to reevaluate your enough number and to make sure, am I changing this because I'm changing it based on like, oh, I just want to make more money or is like have other things come to light that I didn't maybe see that I need to now account for.
0: Right. And it kind of goes back to your stand mixer example in a way of, it's about interrogating Where do I, where does this desire actually true for me? And where is this desire not true for me? What is manufactured and what is true, right? So it's like in the example of like a a, a new house, we want a house. We've never, well, we have owned a house many years ago, Yeah. but okay, that's going to take money. Is it because we think you should own a house or is it because we can define Okay, we want a home base for our growing family. We want the ability to um, decorate places well, which we've never guaran- had.
1: It gives us guarantees. Guarantees right? we
0: don't have to move every year, yeah. which is something that we haven't had. So really for us it's it's less about that and it's more about creating a permanence, a sense of permanence and a home that we haven't had for many, many years, right? So in, in that shifting of the goalpost, as long as we together come to the same reasoning for why that goalpost is being moved and we interrogate, is this desire true or is it manufactured? I think that is like a good question to ask yourself.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, and I do think that there's something to be said for every part of your financial situation that you're looking at, just really questioning, like really questioning into it. Is this something that I specifically want In my heart of hearts, or is this just something someone sold me a dream about and like I'm thinking that I need that thing? Right. And I think for us, like, if given the option to rent for the next 20 years of our life, but guaranteed it would be our place and no one could take it out from under us, or buy and have to do the big down payment and then the like maintenance of a home and all that, we'll take renting all day long. I would, if there was certainty and guarantee that it would be our home and we couldn't get kicked out. I'll take renting because... Which is,
0: right, which is a good way to interrogate to make sure that it has nothing to do with just the... The, the, the owning the of a home is like a thing. The of yeah. owning, exactly. So we've talked about a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I think this is a good place to maybe wrap it up and just say that if you are listening to this, you may not be at your enough number yet. In fact, I will venture to say that probably most of you listening are not at your enough number yet. Hold
1: on a second. We have... 29 cinnamon rollers now yeah and i know that some of them are they're making that cinnamon roll money so i would just that's say true. Some that was of an you... assumption of mine. exactly yeah okay. I, I, sorry i didn't mean to, i just...
0: reject my assumption <laughs> um i just think if they've gotten this deep into this episode yeah for sure they're okay. still like
1: okay hold on I'll I'll like... get here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: but so i just wanted to say that if that is you if you haven't gotten there yet that's okay and you might still be on the train where it has it's going a little faster than you'd like. Yeah. And you do feel like you're having to hustle more than you would want to. And this episode is not to say that there's anything wrong with that. This episode is just to hopefully encourage you to sit down and take the 15 to 30 minutes to write line by line what that enough number for you looks like so that you can start to see on the train tracks, you can start to see that stop ahead of you. And I hope that in seeing that stop, in seeing the place where you will finally be able to apply the brakes and start to enjoy the view a little bit more, I hope that'll be motivating for you.
1: Absolutely. And if you could turn that tiger into the neighbor's cat, so you're getting chased by a much <laughs> Not smaller- Not us both
0: ending with our own <laughs> metaphors.
1: <laughs> I was going to, my my last thought was, you know, and I think this is something that's very hard for a lot of people to do, and it was very hard for me to do it as well. If you are at a place where you do feel like you've hit your enough number, or even if you've hit your number and it feels right to you, to be able to say to yourself, I've made it. Because yeah. I think the phrase of making it in our society mm-hmm. looks like big success mm-hmm. and looks like flashy, huge numbers, you know, fancy things. And for a lot of us, it's not that at all. Mm-hmm. What it is, is it's peace of mind. Mm-hmm. What it is, is it's calm, it's less stress. It's having a business that you actually like working on. It's having a family that you're super proud of. It's living in a place that you, you really cherish and think brings you a ton of joy. Mm-hmm you can say that you've made it even when you haven't hit some stupid financial goal that someone has put out there that you think that that's actually what it means.
0: And even if you haven't had the fanfare of playing to a sold out stadium, because I feel like that's what I picture when I think of, I think of celebrities and people who have the adoration of millions of people. And if that is our benchmark for making it, ain't none of us gonna
1: make it. No, and I think- (laughs) It's like
0: very few of us will ever get there. So I, I think you're absolutely right. It is m- more of a recognition of life's simple moments where you realize, wow, I fell asleep last night without racing thoughts about money. Yeah. I've made it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, are you going to buy a standing mixer or are we still good?
0: Okay, now I'm getting confused because didn't you? it's a stand mixer, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. That was oh, a test and you passed at the end. You passed. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, because you didn't immediately say that, no, we don't need that because we already said we don't need it. All right, that's it. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode of our podcast. Oh, Maybe. I'm sad. It'll have a different name when we come back in January. Maybe Maybe. it
0: won't. Maybe. That's the beauty of the word maybe.
1: But we did take new photos, so we have new photos to use. Okay, now you're just really trying to sell it. Listen, Photoshop is open right now. I (laughs) pop that open. I got that rectangle set up. Impact font is ready. Do
0: not make rectangles using the marquee tool and I think I'm actually going
1: to try to make our episode art myself for our current podcast. And then if your podcast player shows you individual episode art like mine does, Please do you'll not. get to see my Please Photoshop not. version. Please
0: do not. That's not happening. <laughs>
1: okay. Goodbye, everybody. We'll hey, see we'll you in the new you. year. Have a great uh, holiday season. Yeah. Do all the fun things. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Try
0: to rest a little bit.
1: You know, and when we'll you see your family, just hold your breath. Stop. <laughs> uh, it's going to be okay.
0: We love you. And yeah. we'll see you in January. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.